Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What can we add to our days to make them feel better, brighter, bolder? That's what we're going to be talking about right here, right now on Polly Campbell, Simply Said. Hello, 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 and welcome to Polly Campbell Simply Said. This is the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And sometimes that means replacing some bad habits with something something better. I like to think of it this way as opposed to needing to quit all this stuff. You know, when whenever you tell me to quit something, I have a bump there psychologically, emotionally. When I feel like I can't do something or I need to stop something, I get stuck and I'm not alone. Research shows that the way to break a bad habit is to focus on replacing it with something better. It's not to tell ourselves no, because what happens? If you tell me I can't eat pizza again, I'm going to freak out. Or if you say, no, you can't eat cake if you're going to lose weight, you can never have cake. That's going to make us focus on the cake. But what if I replace the cake with something that tastes good and fuels me something better, right? And we talk about this in terms of diet a lot. You know, nutritionists will suggest that we eat our salad before we have a slice of pizza. So then we're full when we get to the pizza and we're less likely to eat more pizza and we get more nourishment from the salad. All right, that makes sense. But what about the things we can add into our lives to replace other things that just might be holding us back or getting us down? Now, the obvious markers are to exercise and move more, right? To stop smoking if you're a smoker. And to eat in moderation and and preferably the so-called clean foods, the natural foods, the fruits and vegetables and uh, lean meats and those kind of things. But what about behaviors and attitudes and the tiny practical actions we can bring into our lives every day to elevate them? That's what I've been thinking about lately. You know, I know the basics, but still life can become so routine that we aren't as aware of what we are doing day to day. And that takes a toll on our mental health and our physical health too, because we get bored. And what happens when we get bored? We most naturally overeat, overspend, binge watch TV, drink too much, right? Boredom and routine 
are when the habits come into play because habits are there to help us. They're, uh, you know, rote mechanisms that help us soothe ourselves or create the changes we want or take the actions we want. If we're bored, we're likely to eat more and it's more likely to be food that isn't as healthy for us. So I've been looking at how to replace uh, bad habits with something better, but it's more on a practical day-to-day stuff, how to replace kind of these bored feelings or feelings of frustration or these drab feelings with something that really elevates my day. Research shows that replacing a bad behavior with a good one is more effective than just trying to stop the bad behavior because the new behavior interferes with the old behavior. And instead of our brain going to, I just want the cake or I just want the TV show, it moves into something new. And we like that novelty. We like to think about the new things. So when we replace something that is getting us down with something that can elevate us, we're going to get that reward hit of dopamine and it's going to elevate our life almost without us knowing it. Plus, I think putting new things in place is fun to do. I'm not talking about hard stuff here, right? I'm not talking you have to go work out an hour a day. I'm talking about the little things that I have begun adding into my day to keep the the changes I want to make at top of mind and to replace some of the, the boring more negative behaviors that have just become habitual around here. You know, it, it's not like we sit down and say, hey, now I'm going to do really bad stuff for myself or I'm going to develop a new bad habit, right? The habits come to fill a need. They comfort us. They relieve our stress. They break up the boredom. So we want to do that with our new habits, with the things we're adding in. Now, you might decide just to add in an individual thing here and there to spark your day. But I'm looking for things that I can maintain to create consistent behaviors that always feel good, or at least feel good after the fact, (laughs) which is what I always say about exercise. I go for my walk every morning now. I find it helps me focus. It feels better mentally. I know this is the right thing to do. Um, But when I think about it as exercise, I do not like it. So I put in an inflammation intention to help me make that happen. And I've talked about this before. I will put, it's like an if-then behavior. I will put my workout clothes, my sweats, socks, shirt on my dresser the night before, right next to my shoes. And before I even turn in the light in the morning, I will get up and I will put those clothes on. Now, if I see those clothes on the dresser when I wake up, then it's a day I go for my walk or workout or some physical movement before I start my day. Exercise is definitely one of those things I'm not big on when I'm doing it. But man, when I am done, I feel so good. I feel so strong. I feel so happy with myself and I'm much more able to focus and get stuff done and be less distracted during the day. So the payoffs are really huge. And when I'm working at, when I'm going for that walk, or uh, sometimes I'll do an interval training, sometimes I'll hop on the exercise bike, whatever it is, when I do that, I have to really cajole myself through it. I'm not in love with the process. I'll I'll jam on a podcast or I'll do my gratitude walk or something that makes me feel good. But many times during that exercise or movement, I will have to talk myself through it and remind myself how good I'm going to feel when I'm done. Um, It's not a natural thing for me. But if I see those workout clothes on the dresser, right, then I'm going to implement that 
habit. So I intend to exercise when I put those workout clothes on and I make it real easy for myself. Now, other things are things that I just want to add into my day on the spur of the moment. When I'm feeling loose ends, when I'm likely to reach for an unhealthy snack or I'm feeling frustrated or fatigued, I started looking out how I could add in things that would pick me up in the middle of the day instead of just going along and pushing through. Remember, habits form because they fill a need for us. They comfort us. They relieve stress. They they excite us. They make us happy. They make us feel something. And often we rely on them when we're bored or we're, we've hit the plateau. We're too comfortable, right? So when I'm thinking about the things I want to add into those spots, I want to add something that's going to move me emotionally and physically, not something that's hard, but something that will inspire me in the moment. The other part of this, for me in particular, but I really think for all of us, especially those of us who are working and raising kids and taking care of the household and the animals and doing it all, right? Running around and, and meeting our friends for happy hours and exercising and all that. We have full lives. So these things have to be simple. These things have to be things I can integrate into the things I'm already doing to up level in the moment. Because if it's one more thing I have to think about or put on my to-do list, it feels heavy to me. It feels complicated. And then that doesn't relieve my stress. That doesn't comfort me. That feels like one more job and I have enough of those. So I'm less likely to do it. So I'm looking for ways, behaviors and actions and attitudes that I can bring in to aspects of my day that might feel a little drab and dreary. And they need to be simple things that I can use to up-level my experience so I feel better. You know, we talk about it all the time on the show. When we feel better, we do better. That's why sleep and nutrition and movement and humor and all those things, friends and social connection, that's, that's why research shows those things are so important to us because it makes us feel better. When we feel better, we're healthier. We're less likely to get colds and flu viruses. We're more active, so that's better for our body. We're more creative and better problem solvers. We're calmer, so that's good for our heart. So there's a reason. I want to feel good. When I feel good, I do good. And if you haven't thought about this, just think like this. If you're super hungry or you haven't slept the night before, how well do you do on the day? If you had an argument with your spouse or friend, how well does your day work in the next 10 or 15 minutes or even throughout the rest of the day? When we are uptight and stressed out, when we have not had enough of nourishment and self-care like sleep, we don't do well. So all the things I'm talking about today are things that I'm adding into my day or making sure I'm consistent about to feel better right now. Okay, so I've got six things that I'm thinking about today. I'm going to share them with you. Maybe they'll be useful for you. If not, think about your starting place. What part of the day feels a little drab or dreary? What part of your work or your life would you like to bring in some new energy or feel more positive about or tweak your attitude? Identifying the areas where we're feeling like it's not all up to snuff and not feeling that interesting those are good places to start with replacement habits. Bring in something that can 
you know, replace those things that aren't doing it for us right now. And it's okay to make these changes all throughout the life. I don't do things. I used to meditate all the time in the morning. Now I'm doing morning pages. Sometimes I still meditate. It's not a job. It's about deliberately choosing the attitudes and the actions that support you and your goals and the way you want to feel in your life. It's, it's that bottom line for me. I want to feel good now. All right. One of the things I'm replacing is stagnation with movement. Now, some of these things I'm focused on right now are qualities and other ones are very specific behaviors that I'll tell you about. Stagnation with movement. What does that mean? If I'm feeling stagnant in my job, if I'm feeling not interested, I'm going to look around for a new idea or a new client or a new story idea or magazine to approach or write for. If I'm feeling lonely or isolated or not interested, I'm going to reach out to a friend and make action. So I'm replacing stagnation with movement. That means I'm getting up every hour from my desk to move. I don't want to sit at my desk all day. I don't want to be stagnant in what I eat every day. I don't want to be stagnant in where I walk or what I read. I want there to be some new movement because movement and action like that brings in novelty and humans are happier when there's something new to think about, when there's something new to learn. Think about it. When you are doing the same old thing day after day, it gets a little drab. So I am replacing stagnation with movement in those areas of my life. It's not an everything, every day kind of thing. But if I'm feeling restless at the desk in the afternoon, I'll get up and I'll go for another walk or I'll call a friend or I will read a new article or magazine or I'll write something differently. The other day I was, I was working on an article for a magazine and I was just feeling restless. So I got up and I wrote an essay, totally different kind of writing for me. I'm replacing stagnation with movement and that's real fluid and real flexible and that can look like anything. Uh, sometimes during the week we'll have a mystery meal and that's when uh, essentially don't tell my family this but when I can't think of what to make for dinner and I'm generally the cook around here then I will give them a choice. Do you want tacos, which we have all the time, or do you want mystery meal? And almost always they pick mystery meal because it's kind of fun and it brings some energy in and I'll make something I haven't made in a long time or ever. That replaces, that action replaces the stagnation, okay? The other thing I'm doing is I'm replacing my jump to assumption or judgment in some cases with curious compassion. I've been frustrated lately with certain things that I'm dealing with coming in and out. Nothing big, just life stuff. You know, we meet people or where other people bring in a negative attitude or the news gets you down or whatever it is. And I find myself judging those things or making assumptions. Well, if this is happening, this could never work. And they're leading me down a more negative path. That doesn't suit me. That doesn't feel right in my body. It's not how I'm wired. So in those moments, I'm identifying those assumptions, usually because they're upsetting, they bug me, right? And I'll come in and say, oh, okay, huh, I wonder why I'm feeling that way. Curious compassion. Replace your assumptions or judgments with curious compassion. The minute you ask a question like, oh, I wonder why he's so upset. Oh, I wonder why I'm so upset. Oh, well, I'm human. I'm going to explore that. Then we become learners and that replaces 
that stagnation from up above with that positive action. Once I'm curious, I'm very rarely upset because I go down the rabbit hole of trying to figure out what's going on. What can I learn about this? How can I think about it? How can I talk about it? And uh, almost always that moves me out of that. So I'm replacing the uh, sometimes drab and bad feeling assumptions with curious compassion. And in line with that, I'm replacing my rigid thoughts with tolerance. I think this is important for everybody everywhere, especially right now. It's really easy because of how we've been raised and what we've been exposed to and the neighborhoods we live in and the states and the worlds and the countries to have rigid thoughts. We know what we know. We've been taught a certain way. We rely on those beliefs that teachers or parents or we learned as we grew. We need to challenge those beliefs almost Never are they true. It's just the thought we've repeated to ourselves over and over. And when we hold tight to what we think is true, when we become so rigid, that's also a breeding ground for intolerance. And that doesn't feel good to me. That feels limiting and constricting and isolating. I want to be tolerant of myself, of my friends, of people who behave differently, who think differently. And that, again, leads me back to curious compassion, right? These things snowball. So lately, as I'm learning about uh, the war between Israel and Hamas, um, as I'm learning about different issues in the world, there are absolutely things I do not like, do not support. But I'm also trying to understand how they can exist in this world. So maybe I can be part of the difference. So that takes me to tolerance. People are hurting. I don't want people to be hurting ever, anywhere. It's that simple. So if I can be more tolerant before I jump into judgment, before I jump into my way is the right way, then that helps me be a learner. That helps me be more compassionate. And that helps move me forward. So maybe I can be part of the solution. All right, those are three of the qualities I'm thinking of, the three things that when I hit a wall during my day, I want to be in tune with to bring new things in. And I've got three other things, some behaviors I'm thinking about and replacing and using to actually elevate my mood. I'm going to talk to you about those, what I'm doing and what might work for you too. When we come back, um, Polly Campbell simply said, on the best business network of Electricast. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
And we are back. Hello and welcome to Polly Campbell Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy on the best business network of Electrocast. And today we're talking about up-leveling our day, about bringing in the qualities or actions or attitudes that help us feel better right in the moment. And before we went to break, I was talking about one of mine, which is I'm trying to replace my rigid mindset and ideas about things with tolerance. And again, as I said, that doesn't always mean I agree with what's going on. In fact, (laughs) rarely do I. I'm tired of the meanies and the bullies in the world and all this violence and and this privilege and all of it, right? It gets under my skin. But I'm also trying to be less rigid and more flexible and more agile in my thinking so I can understand maybe the origin of certain things that are happening and be part of the solution. And it's not just out on a global scale. It's what's happening right inside my house, right? I need to replace my rigid way of there's only one way to load the dishwasher or one way to set the table or one way to dress for school. Can you tell I have a teenager in the mix? But seriously, I just want those things done, right? Just just load the dishwasher. I don't care. As long as the outcome is the same and the dishes get clean, I need to be giving thanks that I have a dishwasher and that somebody else is loading it rather than be so stuck in my mindset of the right way and wrong way to load the dishwasher. So these things not only work for me and when it comes to a philosophical way of living my life or steering close to my values, but really in a very practical day-to-day stuff, you know, instead of meeting, uh, instead of showing up with assumptions, all kids are bad or teenagers are bad, I can show up with curious compassion and say, hey, why did you do that? And in fact, I just had this interaction with my daughter a couple days ago. She did something which I immediately leapt on in my mind. Oh my goodness, why is she thinking that way? And I caught myself. I'm like, okay, let's find out why she's thinking. I went forward with curious compassion. Yes, it was one of my better days, so I did not freak out. I was able to go to curious compassion, and her thinking was solid. In fact, it taught me something about her and made me feel good about her common sense and what she's doing in the world. So these things can have really practical applications. And now I'm going to talk into some that are extremely practical. One thing I'm doing I uh, just started this. <laughs> I'm st- I'm not hitting the snooze button anymore. Now I go through periods of this, but I'm not hitting the snooze button anymore. I'm replacing that snooze button behavior with the five second rule. Mel Robbins talks about this and she's a great follow on Instagram and elsewhere. You should check out her book, The, the Five Second Rule. She says, the minute you hear the alarm go off, count backwards from five, five, four, three, two, one. And when you hit one, you get up and you can live your life like that when there's something you don't want to do. And I've been snoozing away the morning. I haven't felt like getting up and I've been in this bad habit of hitting the snooze. And then I'm frustrated when I get up because I'm getting up late and I'm feeling more tired because, you know, when you hit the snooze button and you try to fall back asleep, you never really get a good sleep anyhow. So I'm not saving myself. I'm not helping myself. It's distracting to the people who are in the house, the whole baloney. So I'm no longer hitting the snooze button. I replaced it uh, the last couple of mornings with the five, the rule of five by Mel Robbins. And I feel so good when I get up. Initially, it's tricky for me, but I feel like I'm empowered. I'm taking charge of this habit in getting on with my day. I 
throw on my workout clothes, go for my walk. My walk will last anywhere from five minutes to 25 minutes or whatever it is I'm doing, whatever I need to do for the day. And that's been a more powerful way to start the day. Here's another habit that's been getting me down and I noticed it and I'm replacing it with something better. When somebody is talking to me in the room, no matter where they are, if they're behind me or sitting on the couch next to me, I'm putting my screen down. You know, this is tricky because I'll be on my phone looking at something when my daughter or my husband's talking to me, or I'll be in the middle of something and they'll walk in from the day and I'll be on the screen. And I found myself feeling frustrated with them for interrupting me. And that's not how I want to be in the world. I want to be eyeball to eyeball with the people who are interacting with me. I care about them. I never want them to think that what I'm doing on the phone is more important than what they are saying to me. I value them, but I wasn't demonstrating that. So my bad habit of looking at the phone when other people are in the room, I am putting the phone down now. That's right, my replacement habit. So somebody walks in, says something to me or connects my eyeballs, I put the phone down upside down on my lap or I put it on the table if it's a longer conversation. And before I pick it up, I will make sure they are done or I will say, okay, thank you. I'm going to just take 15 seconds to finish this off and then I'll be right back to you. But they always get my attention first. This makes me feel better. This makes me feel healthier as a person. It It's closer to the value of my family and friends. I want them to feel it, not just see it. And when I'm on the phone looking at something while they're talking to me, that feels distracting. That feels like I'm not valuing them. So I'm putting my phone down when somebody's in sharing the space with me. And the last thing I've really been thinking about the last couple of weeks is I'm no longer making excuses for my no answers. I'm a people pleaser or a reformed people pleaser. I go in and out of that you know, evaluating different situations. I'm also a person who needs a lot of quiet time, who spends a lot of time talking to others during the day. It's very hard for me to get on the phone with for enjoyment after that. I'm usually pretty tapped out and exhausted. I don't want to be on the phone. I want to be with my journal or sitting quietly reading a book or petting my dog or going for a walk, whatever it is. And I have historically felt bad for this. So I will make excuses for no answers. No, I cannot make it to your party this afternoon. I'm so sorry, but I have so much going on. Or no, I can't make it to dinner this week. I'm already going out three times and I need to feel home, be at home for a night. Now, those might be true, but I don't want to feel bad for doing something that is best for me in that moment, best for my family in that moment, and really best for the people I care about. Because if I'm going to go to dinner when I'm not all in, or if I'm going to show up at your party when I can't be a polite guest because I'm so tapped out, I'm bringing bad energy to your environment and you deserve, you deserve better for me. So I don't say yes unless I can be all in. And when I say no, I'm no longer making excuses for that because I know what I need. I'm learning to take care of myself and it's out of respect for you. It's nothing personal. It's not that I don't love you. It's not that I don't care about your event. It's not that I don't even want to come. Often I do want to come, but to be healthy, there are times I need to say no and I'm not going to feel guilty for that. 
or make excuses for that. Trust me, I'm being very discerning. I care about you, but I am also learning to care better for myself. So I'm replacing that excuse with an appreciation. So instead of making excuses about why I'm not coming, which kind of feels like I'm selling myself out, but also I don't want to hurt your feelings, but making an excuse feels a little inauthentic, even though it's true. I'm replacing my tendency to excuse my behavior by saying how busy I am or whatever with an appreciation for the person or situation I'm addressing. Because those two can both be true. I can say no and take care of myself when I need to. It's not every time, but when I need to. And I can still appreciate you and fully regard and appreciate the invitation. I'm always happy to be asked. And I can't always make it and I won't always make it. And I truly appreciate you and what you're doing in the world. And those things can both be true. So instead of excusing the behavior that is right for me, I'm appreciating you for your behavior and your invitation or your comment or whatever it is. And this is making me feel better. Now, listen, all these things, you know, it depends on the day, it depends on the situation. And, and they're not 100% of the time. But I was finding myself getting caught up in these weird moments that weren't feeling good in my life. Like, when my daughter feels like she's interrupting me because I'm playing some stupid game on the phone or I'm reading a text. I don't want that to be part of our experience. I don't like it when she does that to me. So these are behaviors, bad habits that were just kind of filling in the gaps of my uh, lack of awareness or boredom or impatience, whatever it was. And I started becoming mindful of those and really looked for other ways, other things that could replace these things to kind of uplift me in the day, help me to be more aware and more present with the things going on around me. Remember the way to break a bad habit is to replace it with something that feels better or something that we can get behind because we're proud of ourselves or we're connected in a deeper level with ourselves or the people in our life. You know, eat the salad before the pizza. That's another thing I'm doing. But right now I'm thinking of these things that come into my life on a daily basis and how I can tweak them just a little bit to feel more connected to my day. And that's what I'm working on. They might work for you too. When we pay attention to the things that are bringing us down and replace them with something that helps us up level, that's when we all live well, do good, and be happy. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. 
Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today.